Now listen closely. They will attack your eyes till nothing remains but two bloody sockets. Ladies and gentlemen, my subject is disturbed tonight. Her world is disturbed. Now I saw those bodies and whoever mutilated them has a very special problem. There's nothing to be afraid of. Stay Scary Podcast. Tiny Nosferatu is over on the on the dresser, but I do have my new friend. Hello, my 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 stuff, my plague doctor stuffy. Because yeah. I just thought it was appropriate in 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 these times. In these so, times, welcome to Stay Scary Podcast. A very ooh. silly, uh, yeah, a very silly podcast about very serious horror. Uh, my name is Lisa McColgan. I'm Yin Kiefer. And yeah, and at this point, like th- this dude is like pretty much like the unofficial uh, co-host now. Yeah. What's this? The sixth time? Sixth or seventh, my dude. I want I want my I want my five timer jacket. You want your five timer jacket. All right. Yeah. Why don't you say your name, buddy? My name is Jonathan. Johnny Woodard. How y'all doing? Good to be back. Good. Always, always nice to have, always nice to have Johnny Woodward. What, why, why do I always do that? Woodward. Well, well, it's, and Edward, it, it's only one W it's Woodward. It's it's yes. I know that, but I always say Woodward. Uh, it, when it I happens. introduce you, it's a pain in the ass. Edward Woodward was in yeah. the Wicker Man. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So we are talking about uh, cults and in horror movies and, and cultic Horror movies, not cult horror movies. Nope. Cults in horror movies. I thought we were going to talk about Ian Asbury, but like, I'm I'm sorry that I was wrong about that. No, we are not talking about Southern death cult versus <sighs> the cult versus the later more metal cult. Mm. Yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I don't know why I'm here then. Because uh, okay. that's what I really thought we we're going to be getting into. You're uh, really. I miss the mark. I'm like very, very not. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm doing do the best I can. Okay. Well, but you know, gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll forgive you. We'll oh, forgive thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, sorry. Just, just the, the, uh, the 36 hours of snow just kind of like got annoying. Mm, yeah. The weather's, the weather's been like not great here, but you know, I'm not going to complain because our friends in the Southern climes have had it much, much worse. Truthfully, much worse. Do either of you have relatives or friends in Texas? I have uh, several friends in Texas and uh, I do have some family uh, down in the Austin area and things are not good, man. Things are not good. And um, so let's let's first talk about some of the characteristics of a cult, you know, since uh, since cults are kind of my thing when when I'm not talking about horror movies, I'm always down to talk about a good cult. Well, there's a cult leader. Well, yes, the the, the leader is typically a, a charismatic, uh, you know, narcissistic sociopath. Uh, and he is he or she because there are female cult leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the only truth. It is the only, the only way, the only path. They are the only ones who are correct. And you must absolutely um, never question anything that they say. That's one aspect of a cult. 
the way you get into a cult because nobody joins a cult. Nobody deliberately joins a cult. And I do believe this. You're either born into the cult or it's like the frog in the boiling water analogy where, you know, you you put the frog in the water and turn the heat up under it and it just doesn't know any better. Although I've heard that that's like kind of a questionable analogy because it's not actually true. But did you guys did you guys see the Nexium documentary? Yes. And, and you know, these were not dumb people that were indoctrinated into the cult in, in the very beginning. No, I mean, they joined, they joined a, you know, a like how to be better at business sort of thing. Right. And then it, you know, you know, it, it starts with, you know, how to, you know, be a better public speaker, how to succeed in uh, business, you know, and, and then there you are like how to have a better relationship with your husband, you know, and, and then before you know it, you're in a cult. Um, I, I had problems with, with that because they were taught, they brought in this NLP expert and um, neuro-linguistic programming person that is way too close to hypnosis and I do it I do hypnosis Mm -hmm. and I I don't hypnotize people ever 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 and or or use that or leverage that into something so nefarious as that and I hate well no because you're using it ethically and but you know there are people who learn these things and and figure out hey this is a great way to get somebody to do what I want them to do and to so I can get my rocks off by being in a position of power. Um, so, you know, one of the other uh, things is, you know, when you get into a cult, there's something called love bombing where, uh, you know, oh, welcome. We're so glad you're here. There's a reason you're here and we just love you so much and you're going to be such a great uh, help to us. And there's just nobody else like you. And then slowly that turns around to you piece of shit. Uh, you're the worst. Everything you do is wrong. You're a fuck up. Uh, that sort of thing. And the only way to salvation. Yeah. It's the only way to salvation. Again, uh, getting back to like my, my way is the only way, um, whether it's, you're going to, you know, be, uh, on top of your game in the business world or whether you're going to be, uh, the best yogi, um, all of that. There's also language, um, you can see that particularly with Scientology. Uh, it's a, just a, you, the, it's it's English words, but they've just twisted them around and until they mean something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I liked how you started your list of examples with a very thinly veiled shot across the bow at Toastmasters. <laughs> Toastmasters. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Toastmasters yeah. could, could be said to be one. Uh, Im- improv and the, you know, the improv scene even the comedy scene, there are, there are cultic aspects to like any group that you're kind of find yourself in. But uh, yeah, no. Um, and Scientology had like their actors school that uh, there's several actors that are uh, graduates of that, of that scene. I took the Scientology test, one board. That's, a, that's the test. That's nothing yeah. to do with the acting school. No, there's nothing to do with the acting school. No, the acting school, the acting school is in Los Angeles. Yeah. No, no, the, the test is just the test. And yeah. you can fuck with the test. If yeah, you, you, can, if, you can completely manipulate the test. What was funny to me about the whole entire test was um, there are certain points of familiarity for me. Um, I'll just tell you the story. 
So basically, tell us a story, Johnny. I'll tell you a story right quick. Have a seat right now. Pull down. Pull down. Get yourself something nice. Good drink. Cool. Uh, Let's do it. That's a sign of approval, I think. I think. Nah. Good me. All right. So long and short. At the end of it, I was walking down the street. They had. They used to have. Uh, what I'm going to call probably like poachers sitting on the corner of Newberry street and Clarendon, uh, down the street, from the, the headquarters in, in, uh, yes, I remember Boston. it. Well, I remember it. well. So I was, it was 95. I was bored as hell. I was at the summer program at Berkeley walking down the street. And, uh, for the 20,000th time, this guy was like, Hey, personality test, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I got shit all to do. Yeah, I wonder what this experience will be like. So I went follow this gentleman down to the, to the, uh, the the headquarters, go into this really opulent building, and the first thing you see is this gigantic oil painting of L. Ron Hubbard in the vestibule, and it's all wooden carved, like you know, there's mahogany, there's rich smells of leather. It looks like this giant library as you walk in, and then underneath a glass dome, by the portrait, was a one of the machines, like the. The Dianetic machines. The cans. The cans. and uh, The e-reader. The e-reader. Yes, yes. So um, from that, I was given a brief tour of, of like this small little area. Of course, it's like, you know, a, a, a thumbnail in comparison to the rest of the body of the building. And uh, I was taken into what could only be called children's room, which was essentially like, think of like any like child resource room at like a church in the basement. It was like that. They had like toys and stuff and letters and, you know, fun cartoons on the wall and stuff like that. And they set me down in this chair at this table. Fill it out, honestly, be whatever, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I'm, I'm like, cool. And uh, there was a slew of questions in the actual thing. Like, do you often sing or whistle just for fun? Um, let's see, what else were some of the other ones? Do you feel sometimes that life is against you and stuff like that? And like all sorts of like, you know, very kind of like, you know, like softball probing questions, just seeing. You want to fuck your parents. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, no, we're nothing, nothing, nothing that, nothing that, that blue. No, that's, that's later on. Exactly. So basically I completed this and then there, the guy comes in he's like, oh, so you're done. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, we're going to go and we're going to analyze this. We'll come back and give you your score and, and have a conversation. I'm like, okay, cool goes i'm sitting there by myself for about like 15 minutes just kind of like looking around there they left some reading material for me to look at so they come back and the guy's like all right so uh, we're gonna move to a different room we're gonna discuss the findings of your of your test and, and, and have a conversation so i was like okay so they bring me into this room which is literally a like eight by ten no, it was like an eight by like 12 gray room that with like a singular light in this table with two chairs. It looked like an interrogation room. Oh, they sent me down, right? And they told me, 17-year-old boy, 17-year-old boy who who is is in, in the city for a music program. So 17-year-old artist, they told me that I had uh, uh, tendencies for depression. And I was looking at this guy, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a fucking artist, right? Like, I'm 17. Like, what What are you not telling me that is not, you know, very apparent in the first place? And so basically turned into the whole entire thing of like how like they could help me and how they make things better and stuff like that. And they kept on pushing. And I'm like, dude, I gotta go. Like, I got a place to be. Like, I need to get out of here. I just did this just to see what this was like. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. So basically, um, I felt like the only way that I was gonna get out of there was if I did 
pretty much like buy my way out. So I bought a Dianetics book. Okay. And then that turned into about 10 years of me getting mail yep. at my parents' house and the uh, the never-ending uh, ridicule of my father making fun of me for, for taking a Dianetics test. Kevin, uh, Kevin took a test like... Like in the in the eighties, I think, mm-hmm. and we still get mail. Really? They have chased us down from address to address, and we still, ever so often, we get uh, the uh, Abilify magazine or Ability magazine. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we still get mail from Scientology. We Damn. still get mail from Scientology. Persistence. Yeah, yeah, Man. it's 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 fucking creepy shit. It's it is. <laughs> And and speak so like the, there is actually a a movie about Scientology, but shush shush, it's not actually about Scientology, and it's uh it's not a horror movie per se, but I would call it a horror movie. It's called The Master. Mm-hmm. Do you know The Master? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, it's Phil Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, PT uh, Anderson. Um, yeah, one of my favorite movies ever, actually. That's how they get you in. They get you in by telling you, you know, they they try to get people, you know, it's not always it's not always vulnerable people, but they they do prey on your vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Um you're doing really well, but you could be doing so much better. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean that I mean that's that is kind of like the like the the touchstone for anything that is a cult is like that fact of plaguing upon vulnerability because I mean like who who in their right mind is really going to sit there and unwittingly fall victim to something like that i mean yeah. it's 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 all stemmed upon the ideas of irrational explanations of like rational explanations of irrational thoughts charlie manson was a scientologist was he? Boing. yeah he studied really? science he studied uh, dianetics and scientology in prison and he claimed to be a clear oh he claimed to be a clear. So there were two things that he studied in prison. Well, there are a couple of things. He studied, he played guitar. He learned how to play the guitar. He studied Scientology and he studied uh, uh, how to win friends and influence people. And yeah, good book. So yeah. the, th- the three of those, he kind of melded into this thing, you know, using tactics and language from Carnegie and L. Ron Hubbard to dupe young people into killing. Would be that that especially at that point in time that was I think was a very susceptible period in the nation's history where something like that would be much easier. I mean, if you look at like where where the nation was at that point in time in like the mid to late '60s and how I think it's a lot of people felt damn lost, especially that generation meeting this guy who's going to be oh yeah. I'm sort of of the mind that like, I, I, you know, certainly there were a lot of cults and communes during that period, but I, I'm sort of of the mind that, that any time is kind of, you know, a ripe time to take advantage of, of, of people. Um, it's just kind of the way that, uh, the way that they go about doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm thinking particularly of MGTOW, which is men going their own way. Uh, MGTOW is what they call a hashtag cult. So it's Mm. not a cult in the sense that there isn't a building or there isn't like a series of shacks in the jungle um, that everybody goes to. But there's mind control happening via the via the Internet. 
but yeah, men going their own way. Look it up sometime. It's fucked up. It's basically, you know, it's it's misogyny plus. I mean, it's 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 just women are horrible. Women, it's sort of an incel thing too. Incel is kind of like you know, the yeah, the incel totally. movement is also a hashtag cult, totally. an well, internet I mean, cult. So what you're just talking about now is that the computer's in the new temple. Yeah. You know. Pretty much. Pretty so, much. So what was that called again? MGTOW. M-G-T-O-W. MGTOW. So it's like no ma'am on crack. Yeah, no ma'am. Oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, anywhere that there you're, you are going to find people who are going to be receptive to your message um, is where you can be, where you can prey on, is where you can prey on people. Yeah. Um, so let, I guess we should probably start talking about horror movies. <laughs> No, why would we talk about horror movies? Well, you know, this is this is what we do. This <sighs> is what we do. I know. It's kind of like a crawling card. Well, yeah, but you know, we do have to we do have to throw in a couple of movies there. Otherwise, we're just going to have to completely like rethink the name the the name of this cult uh, cult the name of this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, get into the cult of film the, too. The creepy baby cult. The cult of podcasting. Um, yeah. Podcast cult. Yeah. So, uh, so if we're going to talk about Manson, um, we can talk about uh, we can talk about Last Shift, which uh, brings in like the 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 tulpas and ghosts of of a Manson like cult that invade this police station on the last. You know, it's this old decrepit police station. It's the last shift before this police station closes for good and the entire police and before the entire police force moves into this nice new spiffy building. And so there's one there's one cop left on on the last shift. So it's like the Danny Glover like waking nightmare. Yeah, so it's, like, it's over this shit. One cop left uh left for the for the last shift at a police station. Um, <laughs> what could go wrong? And she starts getting these calls from like this this girl who, you know, is is escaped. She's trying to escape from a cult and and but the but then the, the line keeps dropping and you know she's worried about that and then you know but then before you know it there's there's ghosts of cult members and hanging out in the prison and it's and it's yeah it's, it's this manson it's this manson character okay. yeah quite quite literally hanging out yeah is there are scenes where she's looking at you know she's investigating noises there's noises down the hall she'll open a door and all of a sudden there's like three people hanging from the rafters with these shrouds over their heads and then later on in the movie um one of the ghosts you know shows her a movie on a sheet of everybody kind of going through the process of hanging themselves in the uh in the police station hmm. And what a, and the ghosts of the cops that you know were killed, being there. Uh, yeah. One of one of the cool things was um, you know they definitely employed the point of view, um, you know method uh, through her point of view, which I thought was cool. And they were influenced by uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so that so I definitely did see that, especially with the phone, especially when her uh, CB was like oozing blood. Like, yeah very nightmare on elm street kind of a move that they did there it was really cool um 
Yeah. And the ending was like, I didn't, there was no happy ending for this. Person. No, there was, there's, there's not a happy ending for that movie, but yeah, it's like, you know, is she going crazy or, you know, is this Manson cult like coming to life on this last night of, you know, this, this jail, uh, this, this police station being in existence. Yep. Yeah. You knew so, all of the words to the song that all of the girls were singing. A lot of these movies, I'm, you know, that that I looked at, it's always the brides of the cult leader, the male cult leader, and they're all these similar-looking women wearing similar-looking things, and just, you know, proclaiming their undying love of the dogma. You know, it's it's it's. And singing, yeah, singing the songs. Like, have you ever heard like the the actual recordings of the Manson girls singing his songs? No, it's spooky shit. It's spooky shit. Yeah, um, you know, I, I remember I went on um, years ago, and I went to uh, Los Angeles to visit my best friend. Uh, we did the Dearly Departed tour, which takes you on, you know, a, it's like a, a three hour tour of, um, you know, where people died in in hollywood and los angeles and so of course you know we go to you know we drive by the la bianca house and the 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 cielo drive house is no longer there obviously but um you know something else was up there but at one point uh um scott michaels who runs this uh runs this tour uh played a clip of um the girls singing um never say never to always or something like all right i'm looking at manson girls singing i'm not sure if you're going to be able to uh Can you hear it? That's so, yeah. awesome. Right. So it's like I it's, like that. Yeah. So it's um it's it's out of context it just sounds like like a bunch of nice little girls just kind of singing but there's yeah there's definitely like this like creepy um in in hindsight it's wicked fucking creepy Mm -hmm. it's wicked fucking creepy and Mm -hmm. so scott played that as we were like approaching uh the cielo drive house and it was just like yeah yeah that's pretty good i like that. so yeah in uh in um the movie uh yeah they're all singing these you know little songs and uh what did you think about once time in, once upon a time in hollywood i i'm glad i'm glad it uh i'm glad it ended before they actually uh killed sharon um that's the thing is like i i like the fact that to me that's the linchpin for pretty much all tarantino's universe Mm-hmm. you know he finally like showed the card of like the reason why everything is in all of his films is because it's in a world in which one of the greatest tragedies in hollywood never happened yeah you know it's the world where there still is a sharon tate which i thought i thought was kind of kind of interesting i like that um they actually talked to sharon's sister mm-hmm. beforehand you know just to make sure that they weren't being exploitive mm-hmm. of the situation um, it was, I thought that was really sweet of them to do. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, 
I mean, you know, his affiliation with Weinstein in the past um, and and what happened with Uma Thurman on the set of um, one of the Kill Bill movies where she actually, you know, got injured really badly in uh, doing a stunt that they really pushed her into. And Quentin Tarantino has said that he's felt guilty for that um, for the rest of his life. So I'm so glad that he actually went in that direction with Sharon Tate and uh, and her family and honoring her memory. Um I also thought it was it was I thought it was a fun movie to watch, um, but there are certain things in the Tarantino movies that you always see, you know, like little Easter eggs. Like he always has this thing with feet, like he's like the foot guy um, yeah. in all of his movies. <laughs> he likes feet. Yeah, my least favorite part of his movies. <laughs> he likes feet, and you know who else evidently liked feet was uh, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. One of one of his many one of his many predilections. But, you know, he also I had a guy who would offer me to uh, take pictures of my feet. Now, you told me this and, yeah. and I can't believe that you didn't, you know, like make bank, man. If somebody wants somebody wants to spank it to your feet like shit, man. He offered me fifty dollars a picture for my feet, and I kept God. looking at my feet. And I looked at him, and I'm thinking, "What is wrong with you? I don't see anything." You know? I do you have really high arches? Because I, I I heard that might have something to do with it. <laughs> if you if you if you put God oh, Jesus, they're a little dirty. Right? I don't want to look at your dirty uh, ass feet. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah. stop it. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. So the worst part of that for me was the fact that like the camera had to like take a split second to like focus in. <laughs> so it, like drew you in. It's like, huh? <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. God damn, girl. Put some socks on. Christ. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's wintertime. How can you walk around your house with that stinky ass? Naked feet. I told you nobody wants to see pictures of my feet. I I didn't ask to see pictures of your feet. All I did was ask if you had high arches. So yeah, who would true. pay $50 to look at that? We some know what? I people bet you put... want really disgusting feet. Some guys like really like manicured toenails and stuff. It's just all. Lisa has nice feet. I do have nice feet. They're very white. She's got very white feet. And very long toes. Yeah. She could peel a an orange with her feet i could do all kinds of stuff with my feet but nobody's offered me 50 bucks to take a photo for my hey feet. what about this patreon you guys got you still doing that i mean people would pay for lisa's feet they would. people will pay for your feet too it just depends on what kind of feet you're into can we stop because i'm still this, like this is cultish this is I'm like trying, there's, there's, there's there's foot fetish cults foot fetish cults yeah right it's like i watched monty python and and it just changed me just, mm. I saw that giant foot, and I just wanted to be squished by a giant foot. Can okay. you have a giant foot? Listen, who just knows? Squish me. Anyways. Who knows? So the Scientology thing that happened to you, John, or that you mm -hmm. kind of walked into, um, mm -hmm. they did everything that Lisa said. Like, yeah. they had you come in. They're like, we're so happy you're here. You seem like such a nice boy. Here you go. Oh, totally. Totally. And they're like, you're depressed. You know who else? Yeah, okay. How about this? How about the Lyndon, Lyndon uh, LaRouche people? Oh, the LaRouche douches. Yes. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is a whole other level of, of, of fuckery. Yeah. Um, I knew a kid. I knew a kid that got pulled down to that rabbit hole. Into the Lyndon LaRouche. All right. Yeah. All right. Explain to, to Yen who Lyndon LaRouche is. 
Uh, Lyndon LaRouche was basically a, did he have roots in the, the Communist Party back in the 50s? Um, and then right, basically, he turned into like like a like a like a counter, basically like a counter programming to most political movements, and pretty much anybody that wasn't into the in into the ideology of their policy was the devil. It's like whenever you'd go down like you know the street and see like whatever president was the president at the time with a Hitler mustache. They used to they used to park uh, on they used to park a table on the corner of um, Huntington Avenue and. Um, Gainsborough, mm-hmm. and they'd have this little folding card table with yeah with obama is the antichrist and you know mm-hmm. obama hitler and mm-hmm. and they just yell at you they just yell at you and and larouche like ran for president like eight times or something yeah. like that um but yeah they're they're <laughs> those are some i you know i i don't know if there's even a larouche movement anymore I mean, because i he died like actually he died almost a year ago yeah, he died. Yeah, Larouche died in 2019, February 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two. Oh, two years ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't even know what year it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 2020. Like, oh waiting for the, like waiting for the pandemic cults to like you know if they if they don't already exist. Like, they do. Yeah. Well, they, they do. do. Yeah, You're all the jackasses running around without fucking masks. Yeah, that's true. That's what it is. That's, that's true. your pandemic cult right there. That's your pandemic cult. Yeah. Trumpism. Trumpism is a cult. Yin's got her microphone off. So like, because the dog keeps barking and I'm oh. in this. Rocco is not invited to the podcast. Yeah, we saw no. we saw your doggies barking before. Put your fucking foot down, kid. I would I would have a cult based around Rocco. Pope Rocco. Pope Rocco the 23rd. He's the fluffiest guy I know. He's he's a cult leader. Rocco Rocco would be a great cult leader. All right. Um the, the cult of personality. Yes, the cult of personality is well, I mean, they're all sort of cult. Yeah, Trump is Trumpism and LaRouche's cult of personality. And um well, let's see. Uh so I talked about I talked about last shift. Um well, yeah, cult of personality is also kind of Wicker Man with uh Christopher Lee's character. I mm-hmm. but it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I allowed to make that accent? Uh if you want to, but you know, might people might shut the shut off by by at this point if you if you start doing bad accents. I do bad. Reals, you, you got two you got two pale waspy ass people right here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know. We might be coming for you. Yeah. If you're not careful, you'll wake up and all of a sudden we're standing over your bed. And the wee bonnie yin and her dirty cloven hooves. Look at that. That was more, yeah. That was more Irish than Scottish. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that, you know, Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could, you, I would definitely, I would definitely follow him into a giant wicker man with burning goats and chickens. He looked good. He had magnificent hair. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even getting into the remake of wicker man. Fuck that shit. There's. there's... Burns! Burns! Did the remake have like the group sex in the in the field <laughs> like this one did? Do you remember, remember that? Scene? I, I saw that. I saw that. I saw it when it first came out, and the only thing that really stuck was just bees, bees. <laughs> it's the only thing that stuck. <laughs> that was like I was like I was watching. I watched that pretty much in a state like you were watching your film last night you know, <laughs> on the couch, just being like, what? <laughs> oh. what 
what is going on? Uh, no, but like there was the the group sex scene, and then but mm-hmm. the, I was like, I'm watching this, and but I'm thinking also about how you would make the connection to Midsommar. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's the same sort of you know that kind pagan. of like pagan, um, whether it's you know Celtic pagan or uh, you know Nordic pagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at the end, somebody gets burned up in something. Basically, yeah, you know, you get you get you get sewn into a bear suit, and yeah, that Midsummer is kind of like the the great a uh, great example of you know she arrives, she's love bombed, like mm-hmm. oh you're the one, you know, oh your boyfriend, yeah, your boyfriend is a dick, and you know maybe you should maybe you should stick around here, you know, and we'll we'll treat you we'll treat you nice, and yeah, the the, the then of course you know the the communal sleeping and. Um, the language, like, you know, at the point where she's doing the maypole dance and all of a sudden, like, I, I can speak the language. I can understand what you're saying. Cause you know, cause yeah, they, they're, you know, that's another thing that, that, that a lot of cults will do is, um, starvation, you know, withholding food or, or doing repetitive, like exercise to the point of exhaustion, any sort of, uh, alternative practices is or religions are are uh susceptible to um bastardization and bastardization and ill will of course i mean it's all power play i mean if you think about i mean if you look at the source of what ideally like like the genesis of organized religion i mean that was always if you look at look at massively okay if you look at like the the process of organized religion starting in like europe it was population control. It was a, a means of indoctrinating and having like fiefdoms and whatever, whatnot, and keeping keeping people like in line, you mm-hmm. know, be it morally, be it societally. Um, but it's just it, it's a further exploration of that. It's it's a definitely a tangent away from the better practices of what their what what their 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 supposed common goal is. You know, I mean, right. be it religious, be it be it you know. I mean, the, the whole entire authoritarian cult idea, like the LaRouches, the Trumps, the, the you know, the Mansons, mm-hmm. that definitely is, you know, it's the protector element, that who, that who represents something greater than I, yeah. you know, that voice piece, it's dangerous, but yeah, the, uh, the religious cults are... I mean, but you know, like I like they're they're all scary to, to some way because I mean you could also say that uh multi-level marketing is 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 a cult. Um mm-hmm. yeah, your Amways and your Lularose and uh mm-hmm. and don't get me started on the fucking essential oil bins. Oh my god. Any MLM is a I'm sorry, and I'm sorry if any of y'all like, you know, are have your little side hustle selling whatever it is you sell whether it's leggings or essential oil or cast iron skillets you know to a certain extent you are in a cult call your dad you're in a cult um forever fresh with your tupperware cult at tupperware you know it's um you know there are some that are less culty than others but certainly um love bombing plays a part in the multi-level marketing thing where like oh hon babe you'd be so good at selling this do you Mm want to join my team herbal life herbal life young living doTERRA a friend 
Oh, here we we all have that friend, girl. We all have that friend. <laughs> she was going to join up with this travel cult, and they were going to sell travel passes to all different because I wasn't taking enough vacation. She decided I wasn't taking enough vacations for myself, and I needed just a little bit more fun in my life. And wouldn't it be great if I could take these vacations and sell them to other people so then I could vacation? It's like fucking Avon of like going to these resorts where they're all these and she would go to these like red carpet events and show me and she was just off her rocker aggressive with it, it oh was yeah tasteful it was so off-putting yeah. i had to stop talking to her because oh, yeah i mean i i i have had to end a couple of i've had to end a couple of friendships over like people trying to oh babe you'd be so good at selling this i'm like i don't want to sell your fucking essential oils with you i don't want to join your team I don't want to be in your downline. I don't, you know, I don't want a, a side hustle. I don't want to make my financial dreams a reality selling fucking essential oil or cheap fucking $5 jewelry. Bitch, get off my wick. I, like at least Mary Kay used to like give you that, you know, pink Cadillac. Yeah, well, like, yeah, like, that's, that's like a, that's a that's a that's a good brag. But that's the thing. Yeah. Like there was a Mary Kay lady in, in my neighborhood growing up and she had like the pink. It wasn't a pink Cadillac. It was more like a pink K car. It was like a Dodge Aries K, but it was pink. And and like, you know, it's like, oh, God, there's the Mary Kay lady. Yeah. But now knowing what I know about, you know, how a lot of MLMs are 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 structured, like how much of an obnoxious must she have to be to sell that much and to have that many people selling under her that she got a powder pink Dodge Aries K. But I will say that I do like some of the pampered chef things because I like to cook. And we all, you know, we all have like, I, I know, I mean, there, there are, everybody has an exception. Everybody's like, no, but this MLM is different. <laughs> like, no, they're really not. They're really not different. They're really not. I mean, you know, I, I'm sorry, not sorry. You're in a cult. Call your dad. I was gifted is a four-cup measuring cup. Ah, from, from Pampered Pamper Chef. Chef. Yeah, it's 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 beefy. Uh, it, it pours really shoddily. It, it's more of a cudgel to me in certain <laughs> ways. Just, uh, it, it's a potential weapon. It's more of like an arsenal the stashed arsenal element in my kitchen that and like the big ass butcher knife stuff like that you know yeah. it's like one hand to have the four cup pampered chef measuring cup the is there a hand, horror movie uh, about mlms there must be <laughs> gotta be like a horror movie of like you know some some horrible woman like showing up and sliding into your dms going hey pretty hey hun h-u-n hey hun I, I, I remember uh, Diane Weist was an Avon rep in Edward Scissorhands. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's mm -hmm. true. Or like Avon slash Mary Kay lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She was like putting like, you know, cover up over all of the little like slits on his face from where he was, you know, cutting himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the little, yeah. All right. So that seems like a good time to move into red state. Red State. Have now, 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 now. You guys haven't seen Red State, have you? Have either of you seen Red State? No. All right. So it's Kevin Smith, and it was um, 
he had written it and, and done it around the time that he was doing his whole free Megan, his free Megan hashtag on Twitter, because uh, Megan Phelps Roper at the time was still an active member of uh, Westboro Baptist Church and very active on Twitter. And anyone, anyone that had any interaction with Megan on Twitter was just like, you are like way too smart and cool. And, you know, way too much about like music and cool things to be involved in this. Like, what's what's your deal? Um, and so. Uh, they had this back and forth, Kevin Smith and, and Megan Phelps Roper on Twitter. And so he had started this free Megan hashtag and uh, to, to get Megan out of uh, to, to get Megan out of Westboro Baptist Church, which, as as most of you know, she she did eventually leave. Um, and um, but he made this movie that's, you know, sort of kind of about Westboro Baptist and where there's this fiery brimstone preacher and his family and they live on this compound and they're waiting for the end of days and, but they murder people and, you know, which, which, you know, Fred Phelps, absolutely. Fred, Fred Phelps was fucked up in a lot of ways, but one thing he absolutely was not was a murderer. Um, so, you know, it, it was kind of like, you know, went way over the over the top there but it was sort of based in part on the Phelps family and their and their little compound which you know they would tell you is not a compound they just buy up all the houses in the same neighborhood and you know they all have like a giant shared backyard but it's not a compound it's not a no. compound did Kevin treat it as a comedy or what it's a I would say it's kind of a dark comedy but it's a horror I mean it's a horror movie um it's it's pretty brutal it's actually pretty brutal um but the funny thing about it is that he invited um he invited the Phelps's members of the Westboro Baptist Church to the fucking premiere. Classic Kevin. <laughs> and so like they're sitting, you know, they're sitting there with their like, you know, fucking signs, you know, God hates Kevin Smith and, you know, yeah, and God funny. hates fags and bitch burger signs and, and everything. And but Megan, Megan creeps down to like where Kevin Smith is sitting and she's just like, Kevin, we're leaving. And 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 he was just like, oh, uh, OK, well, well, what do you think of the movie? And Megan said, oh, Kevin, it's filthy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I grew to be friends with Megan over the years. And um, Megan is genuinely one of the kindest most intelligent people i've ever met and that's the thing about like with 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 a cult and and in her case you know she had no choice in the matter she was born into it as mm -hmm. as were all of her siblings and her cousins and like you're born into it and you're born you know you hit the ground running i mean you know you're indoctrinated you're three years old standing there with like little tiny child size versions of these signs, you know, oh, and yeah. and it's uh, it's it's not, you know, the thing is about if you were to try to join Westboro Baptist Church, they're not a cult. They're, they're not they're a cult. Um, but it, they're a little different in the sense that like they're not like they're not looking to recruit. You know, if you're attracted to what they're doing, they're not going to love bomb you. They're going to hold you at, at arm's length until you prove yourself, you know, and, and you know, until and it's not only just going and attending their services. You know, you need to you need to be willing to go out there with the sign and, you know, talk the talk and walk the walk before they'll even like think about letting you in the initiation, the ritual. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and even then, it's it, it's it, all it is is like you know, it's it's Calvinism. It's it's um, you know, it's old fire brimstone uh, baptism where you know you decide that you want to be baptized and you have to prove yourself to the elders that you know you're worthy of being baptized, and then it's full immersion baptism because uh, they don't baptize infants the way. Catholics do. They don't believe in the baptism of infants. You have to, you have to want it. You have to want it. But yeah, so red state, um, red state does, uh, does a, a kind of an interesting treatment of, uh, of Westboro Baptist, um, you know, and, and spinning it as a, as a horror movie. Definitely. Yeah, so like the different kinds of salvation that gets promised, you know, it's like, it's either you know, the promise of with Nexium a better life, a better way of being, you know, and eventually if you don't become my sex slave, I'm going to, you know, you, you're never going to reach that level of self-actualization in your life. And this is all to help you. There's, you know, the, the cults where they have um, salvation, you know, going to heaven, all of that, the heaven's gate. I started watching a bit, a bit about heaven's gate last night before I really, really kind of lost my, my, uh, consciousness. Um, <laughs> I am getting over the second vaccination and I'm, I'm still kind of getting over it right now. So bear with me. Um, but Jim Jones, man, he was a, just a bad dude. You know, I was like looking at some of his influence. He read a lot about Hitler. You know, and I, a lot of these uh, cult leaders kind of studied uh, fashion. Right, right. And, and again, Jim Jones didn't start out that way. Jim Jones was like, um, you know, I mean, it's questionable, but, you know, the People's Temple didn't start out that way. It's It definitely started out as a very um, socialist, um, you know, Jesus gives to the poor. You know, so we're just doing, you know, Jesus's work, but then it morphed into, it became less about Jesus and even less about socialism and more about Jim Jones. And, you know, also Jim Jones was out of his fucking mind on drugs, <laughs> like out of his fucking mind on drugs. Wait a minute. Fully out of his mind on drugs? <laughs> Fully? Fully. Like out of his goddamn mind. Oh, on whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> goddamn fucking mind on drugs. Well, I mean, and that, there that is, sense. there is actually a horror movie. There is actually a horror movie based on Jim Jones uh, called The Sacrament. Mm. Oh, yeah. It didn't even occur to me to... to uh, to rewatch that or, or, or come up with that. But yeah, that's, uh, that's Eli Roth. And it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty much exactly like the Jim Jones story. Oh, Eli. Oh, Eli. Oh, I Eli. watched, a, I watched a movie called the bad batch and it had, <laughs> bad batch. speaking of being on drugs, um, and getting a bad batch, maybe, but uh, yeah, so it was about uh, this had a uh, Keanu Reeves as the cult leader, and, yeah, and Jace, and he does a really good job too. He's like fucking creepy in this, and he's got the 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 cadre of like 
you know, his brides and they're all pregnant. So they all have these like round bellies that, and they all follow him around. And, you know, then there's like the head wife of the whole thing. And so they, they, you know, try to get little kids and all this other stuff. So, and Jason Momoa is also in the movie and like, you know, so he's not bad to look at in, in <laughs> um, Mahalo. Um, <laughs> Mahaler, more like. Hello. <laughs> Only reason I'd throw him out of bed would be to fuck him on the floor. Oh wow! Wow. wow. I said it. That's okay. That's okay. And Lisa, he likes older women, so you know. Thank God for that, man. I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> uh, but it was directed and written by Anna Lily Amarpour. And so it's basically about a girl who gets exiled out into the desert. There's some cannibalism that happens in the of beginning. Of course. They like, you know, so this dystopian world. They chop off her, I, I think it's her left and her, her left arm and her left leg. They amputate it. And Assholes. So, yeah, this like crazy cannibal group, um, these like I think they're from under the bridge or they're they called the bridge people. And so she figures out how to escape. She escapes and then um, gets to this like kind of utopia like place that um, they've got like acid and dance clubs and all this other stuff. It's, it's actually, it's, it's actually interesting. Like if you get deeper into the movie, but um, I, I recommend it because it, it, it does kind of end nicely, but it's the long, hard slog to get there. So um, she does get out of the cult and she does some rescuing and things. I won't get too far into it in case anybody wants to see it. But I, 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 I'd say t- take the time and watch it if you can. Yeah. You know, you know, one of my favorite cults in a movie was what? the the atomic death cult in uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I like that. I have a funny story about Planet of the Apes. Reveal uh-huh. your true face. So, <laughs> Whoa. all right. So, the the weekend that I gave birth to my son Sean, who you know, John. I do. I do. Sean, Shawnee Reed. Shout out! Shout out to Shawnee Reed. What yeah. up, bud? Uh, he's in Miami living his best life. So um, he, uh, <laughs> the weekend he was born was Labor Day weekend, which in my part of the country, they were playing Planet of the Apes marathon. And so here I am giving birth to my son. And like, I remember like being in labor and Planet of the Apes is on TV and I'm watching Planet of the Apes and pushing him out. <laughs> And then, you know, like there's Dr. Zayas and then there's like my doctor, like right there. It was, it was pretty wild. Are you saying that you're almost into a point of delirium in which you almost named Sean Caesar? I, it could be, you know, or I, I actually think I scream, <sighs> screw you, screw you all to hell. You know? There you go. There you go. <laughs> damn dirty ape. You gave birth to a damn dirty. <laughs> my damn dirty little ape. He was a little monkey boy. He was. I want to name him Cornelius. Shut up, Yin. Let the drugs take over. Well, you know, in Scientology, they're really big about, you know, making sure that, you know, the birthing, if you're if you're having a baby, like, you know, the mother can't scream. Um, you know, yeah, it has to be silent, it. silent birth. So, I mean, who knows what the fuck uh you did to that kid giving birth to him um <laughs> while watching Planet of the Apes. He's cool. He's cool. He seems, he seems you know. I mean, hey, listen, I, 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 I have not met, I have not met Yin's older spawn. I only know the hell spawn that is Arlie. Oh, 
Ooh, yeah, I used to. And I say hell spawn in the nicest way because Yin will have to hear this later if I don't edit it out. Um, yes, you. Harley <laughs> <laughs> well, is a hell spawn. <laughs> there's there's notable terms of affection from you, Lisa. Yeah, no, no, she's. I love, I love both my hell spawn. Yeah, they're hell spawn. It's all good. It's all hell good. Um, now there were. I feel like there was a movie that you wanted to talk about, Johnny. Um, oh yeah 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 i watched a movie called uh the endless okay kind of a play on like the uh ufo death calls like a heaven's gate type thing yeah um yeah it was one of those things where like i was looking through like lists of just just seeing i mean like there's all the ones that we've talked about and stuff like that and then like there's so much reiteration of like you know cult of personality there's so many reiterations of like religious tropes those types of cults like pagan cults you know, like all the wiccan cults like all these things there's a lot of situations in which there's uh the cult is kind of like the foil you know like dr sleep there's a cult in dr sleep that's trying to make you know that's right yeah. that's right and th- and that's very based on QAnon. yeah exactly, exactly. that's big because they exactly. the, yeah it's yeah the the cult in dr sleep um ex- uh, extracts um well they well they breathe in the the prana or the uh, of of dying terrified children and that's what you know that's sort of what adrenochrome is what, exactly what, yeah exactly then um like mandy there's a cult of mandy that attacks i mean like if you look at that idea of like the cult being like the big bad in 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 doing harm to the protagonists i mean there's that i mean like uh the hills of eyes you know yeah um you know, there's like the Manson inspired cults. Like, you know, you have like you're like, you know, the House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, that type of thing. Um, all of those kind of like tropes. But then I found this thing that's this it's this it's this low budget film uh from 2017, I believe. It's called The Endless. Okay. It's on Netflix until the end of March. Huh. Um, all right. And it was one of those things where it like premiered at Tribeca. It's like this these two dudes who are obviously friends that are, you know, grown up in or not necessarily grown up, but like became working partners. Just like their, their third film uh, in pretty much they starred in it. They directed it. They edited it. It was it's one of those like homespun, small budget things. And I was, I was like, huh, that looks kind of interesting. A little take on like, you know, UFO death cult. Let's see how this works. And what it is, is it starts off with the two brothers who are named Justin and Aaron, which are also the names of the director, writer, editor, producer. Um, and it's them in LA. They have escaped from a UFO death, death cult. It's 10 years after the fact. And basically they're, working as like you know like cleaners they're not doing anything like they're eating ramen their life is not really they've never really been really been really been able to acclimate themselves back into society into a means of which they're actually like participants you know it's like they have like a really you know a meager job they share you know one you know like a studio apartment they're of just like ill means like you know they're commiserating in these i guess they 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 talk about how they have like deprogramming sessions still and how they've you have like you know like pov like you know camera shots Mm -hmm. of them like in these sessions and they're talking about how like you know like you know like we met some girls and like all of a sudden my brother started talking about how we're in a ufo death call blah, blah 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 like there's a lot of cheesiness to it because i mean it is 
self-produced. It's like they're, you know, it's it could have used some editing, whatever, whatnot. But the film itself is kind of interesting because they look at their situation and their station in life. And the younger brother all of a sudden is like, well, I want to go back because they received a package in the mail with a video cassette. And instead of like, you know, buying this replacement battery for their car that they need, the brother goes out and finds this old antiquated VHS like camcorder and they play the tape. And what it is, is it's kind of like a quote unquote goodbye message from the cult in this commune and stuff like that. And basically they're like, well, if they're gone, if they've ascended, then how can they actually send this? And mm-hmm. younger brother's like, I want to go. I want to try and find some closure, see what happens. Like, you know, I want to see what that was like, like what we left. And it, it basically they go and it starts to unravel into this whole entire thing of not just being about like a UFO cult, um, but more into the perception of how every single individual there has their own premise and their idea as to what the cult is about. Mm-hmm. Like there's like this one girl, it's actually, she's looking at IMDb. She's actually from Boston. She plays like this artist. And like, you know, she talked about how she was like, had a history of, you know, massive drug abuse and stuff like that. And how like, she was a derelict and essentially she came and found these people and they helped save her life. So like, there's always like these little like caricatures of like all these people that would be into like this kind of, right. cult, this kind of cult, this kind of cult, this kind of cult. And interesting. Intent, yeah, it's, it, it is interesting, especially the way that it, it unravels into speaking more to the the notion of what the foundation of a cult is and the fact of that aspiration of trying to find that higher power mm-hmm. and what that manifests and means to the individual and right. how their participation and their submission to like that idea of something bigger than them is sometimes often um, more troublesome than the actual worth of what they were trying to escape from in the first place yeah um the, but there is kind of like certain elements to it which are i mean like as i said it's 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 self-financed self-produced it's it's, it's definitely something that wouldn't have been made um by studio yeah. just given the fact of like how they handle the subject matter i mean like they very blatantly they wear their hearts on their sleeves you know there's some like there's some like lynching tropes to it as well um I did write down one bit of dialogue from it that I thought kind of like really surmised it. So okay. the younger brother says the older brother, he's like, dying just takes a second and a shitty life is long. <laughs> and, the brother looks at him, and the brother looks at him and says, Aaron, I think you're making a very big decision with very little thought. <laughs> so it's like, that, it's like, there's like elements where like, it's cheesy like that, but like the concept and the idea is really kind of cool. Um, but it's definitely like overachieving. Yeah. Um, but then I, as I'm watching and getting to the end of it, you know, it seems like to me, like that, that overachievement is like, is kind of like that, that sacrifice to the higher power being Mm -hmm. like the cult of like the genre, you know, and to me, like, I think it's, it's more of a taking the idea of cult and wrapping it around the generalization of like a world concept Mm -hmm. and the fact of like, even what we're doing in the fact of like having this movie about cults is a cult thing because yeah. it's this that 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 you right know? and it's that 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 shot at the at the gauntlet which makes it that i don't i don't know that it, it, it <laughs> no, makes it I, I that understand what you're saying yeah there, yeah, yeah. Brass, everybody's trying to vie for some kind of brass ring in their life Mm-hmm. And it's it, the question is always how much are you willing to sell of your soul to get to that thing, even if the the 
the thing is the irony of it is that you know you think of salvation as a saving of your soul but how much of your soul are you going to sell to save your soul do you know what i mean it's it's weird it's a weird thing like you go into religion i'm sorry some religions or if you want to say all of them you can you know i mean there i'm I'm sure there's like cults you know that they say that they're you know witchcraft and it's like oh sure are you a good witch or a bad witch? Are you in a good cult or a bad cult? Are you, I mean, not the, you know, and some people are, are, are solitary practitioners and some people, you know, join up with something. The risk that you always have with joining up with something is that are you following, you know, I'm going to say it this way with you, with any kind of thing, whoever the leader is um, at their best, they should be facilitating a healthy place for you to explore who you really are without dictating behavior or anything or, or belief. No, that's exactly it. And, and not, you know, yeah, we want you to be your best self. Um, but you know, I, I'm also of the belief that you shouldn't have to pay tons and tons and tons of money, um, to, to do that, you shouldn't have to be told, you know, as with Scientology and as with some of these like marriage, you know, find a husband cults like, you know, you shouldn't have to be told that that. Oh, by the you know, by the way, uh, we, we just realized that everything you just spent money on is wrong or incomplete and now you have to spend money to uh learn all of this shit over again yeah. you know what i'm saying because because mm-hmm. that's that's the bait and switch that they pull certainly in scientology yeah um, it turns it into into like you know a, a, a pyramid scheme yeah know? like oh we've we found oh we, we've discovered more data you know, we there's more data. There's more. Uh, there's there's the you know, the technology is different. You know, and that's the other thing that a lot like Nexium used to the term technology. Well, I mean, Nexium is basically just Scientology. Um, you know, if if you if you listen to you know what you know the the terminology, um, you know the the technology or or the data. Um, you know, and a lot of these cults now are using like uh, terms like downloading and data and and technology to make it, you know, yeah, to make it sound like, you know, oh, you know, okay, that it's, you know, it's a science. I'm like, well, no, it's, 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 it's thought control. You might as well have said to me, God told me, you know, that's the same thing as saying downloading. You may as well interchange those phrases. And that's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, I am the conduit. You know, I am the person who is, uh, you know, all of this information is downloading into my magnificent brain. And I'm being generous enough to share it with you all for a price. Right. You know, because that's the other thing. A lot of the a lot of cults, you know, are also very much. uh pro-capitalism you know they're you know it's unwavering um your unwavering loyalty you know 
I, I am a stable genius and God has made me so. And so I am going to tell all of you that this is how it should be done. And that's how you find people like Mike Lindell. Yeah, well, and, and, prosper- <laughs> and prosperity gospel too, prosperity Christianity. Like, you know, if, if you give this, if you give the church, you know, not just a tithe, not like, you know, not like, you know, passing the collection plate, but like if you, you know, write a big fat fucking check, God will reward you with more money. Oh, is that what happened to Greg, uh, Greg Locke? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, Greg Locke is, is of the prosperity is, is, is a prosperity gospel preacher. Like a lot of them, a lot of the, a lot of the evangelicals are that I'm, yeah, that's it's prosperity gospel. It's completely overlooking, you know, the whole, uh, uh, feed the feed the poor. I, I I look sideways at any pastor I see rolling up in a Cadillac, you know, and wearing like three thousand dollars shoes. Well, any any organizer, any organizer of any type of group, be it like that, be it like a dance troupe, be it like you know someone who has like you know any type of private company or anything like that. I mean, like that's like it's like wow, you're 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 being very 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 bougie right now. You reminded me of Sparkle Vision with those dance troops. <laughs> Sparkle Motion? Sparkle Motion. Yes, I'm beginning to question your commitment to Sparkle Motion. Oh, God, I love that movie. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, I mean, Patrick Swayze, he was a cult leader in that movie also. Ba-da-ba-boom! He was there a kinky, you go. Cult, kinky cult leader. Kinky cult leader. <laughs> Don't look in the basement. Um but yeah, but the movie, the endless movie that I was I was talking about, yeah. they also play into that. I'm not going to get. I'm reluctant to really get into how it develops, but that element of you're talking about of like the good idea of a leader having like that ability to have your self representation into the terms of like a betterment of of a universal type idea. Yeah, um, that is also talked about too, and it's also like facilitated. It's interesting because it's like almost like a survey of like this, 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 like, like, like this kind of cult, this kind of cult, this belief system, this, like how people like kind of like stem off into it. Mm -hmm. It kind of falls under like a big general tent. Once you get past some of the casting situations, like the guy who, who is supposedly the, like the leader and who supposedly saved these boys when they're children, Mm -hmm. doesn't look, does not even look like two years older than the, the two leads yeah and both of those guys look compromisingly older than they need to be but i mean like i get it yeah like how they made it but i mean like once you take that element out of it and like have that level of disbelief it gets kind of interesting but then by the end of the film you kind of realize maybe that was actually intentional to have those casting choices and having everyone kind of in the same like pollinated age yeah it's weird it's interesting yeah, yeah, definitely will want to catch that one. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not traditional horror. I think it'd fall more to the sci-fi thriller angle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there's not like there's not like any like it's not excessively gory. There's not really many that many jump situations. There's like maybe like one or two jump scenes, but it's conceptually, I think it's an interesting riff on that cult um, trope. Like, what is that? You know. Yeah. Like, how does that, how does that develop? How does that turn? Like, what are some of the sources of it? Some of this and that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. All right. 
we're 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 nearing up on uh close to an hour 45 of uh of chatter here so chatter got anything uh what what you got going on johnny other than me um i just you know slowly losing my mind in my basement working Mm. on stuff Mm. you know that's that kind of fun stuff i actually found a uh an old hard drive with like a litany of like material that i have not like released before yeah yeah like so i'm gonna like drop the 2004 mixtape nice and it's totally it's 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 nothing like it's totally not rock it's not anything like that it's it's very different okay very different wow very different drop that chestnut drop that chestnut yeah so there's gonna be Stop it. Yeah, right. And also, I think there might be a uh, George Lucas super special edition of the uh, the Ron Chaney stuff. Cool. Yeah. All right. So we'll see. Right so I'm, 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 it's more like me getting my ducks in a row and trying to figure out how I'm going to attack this 2021. Ugh. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. What about you, Yinny, now that you're double vaxxed? Double back. So uh, season two of 10 with Yin podcast is starting on March 1st. Yay. I have reformatted. Uh, so the thing got a reboot where I actually have interviews with people. And uh, Lisa is going to be on the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, I don't know how helpful I'll be, but okay. You'll be helpful. You've got, you know, I, it's basically the, the theme is interviews with people um, and they're with subject, you know, subject matter experts or people who have stories with 10 tips that listeners can take away with them. So there's your 10 with Yin. And uh, now that I'm double vaxxed, uh, just waiting for everybody else to, um, to also be that. And uh, yeah. Just, you know, transition is always hard. I think that with the vaccine, we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always going to be a little bit of turmoil in the transition. And I'm kind of, you know, braced for some of that. But I think it's going to settle down. It'll be a few months before that happens. The nicer weather will be out. Um, Really looking forward to that time because, you know, I think as bad as it's been, you know, we figured out, I, I feel like I figured out how to make the best of a bad situation. So if I can figure that out, I think how much better can it be when things are a better situation? So um, that's all I really have to say about that. All right, cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I got nothing really except uh, making my, making my stupid TikToks. I'm not stupid. They're brilliant. TikToks. I love blowing up on the talk. I like them. They're fun. It's, you know, like I said, like, like I've said before, it's, it's interesting to try to work in a 15 to 60 second, uh, uh, medium where you only have so much time to tell a story or, or, uh, create something that will make people, make people laugh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No, I think yeah. that you. I, it's not easy. I actually have to ask my daughter all the time. I ask Arlie, you know, if she can help me. I'm like, how do I make it do this? And then she'll say, oh, and then she'll say, that's cringy, mom. And so I'm really trying hard not to be cringy, but I don't think that's really. You know what? Who gives a shit if you're cringy? 
I mean, I'm not, get... I'm not out. To, I'm not out to entertain the children. Yeah, thirteen-year-olds you know, <laughs> are not our demographic anymore. You know, thirteen-year-old right. is not my demographic, and I accept that. Like, I'm just never going to be funny to a thirteen-year-old, but I am going to be funny to you know someone my age. And and I'll tell you, like, I I I'm I'm finding it a lot more entertaining than Facebook right now because Facebook remains a fucking toilet <laughs> in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um people people even act- with all yeah even with all like the parlor like you know abdicators like the, even it's still it's still kind it's, of well yeah because now people are turning on each other and just you know and, and like you know people who are passive aggressive to begin with are being even like fucking more passive aggressive and and it's just shitty i mean i'm sure that exists on tiktok as well but like i'm, I'm certainly able to curate it a lot better than i don't have to see any of it exactly so thanks johnny always a pleasure oh it's, it's always a pleasure to work with you ladies too it's a fantastic time coming by stay scary i love it thank you so much for having me <laughs> i appreciate it all right stay scary always <laughs>
shitty. 